Welcome to Chit Chatter with Rhea, the podcast that provides information to you about the legal and political process. Now here's your host, Rhea Chattergoon. Welcome back to Chit Chatter with Rhea. Well, it's our first episode for 2023. It is late in getting to you, uh, and, and that's because I had COVID. I know I promised that I would get an episode out the week of January 9th, but that did not happen because I was down and out with COVID. It was actually my first time having COVID. I know some of you have had it multiple times. I haven't. (laughs) I've been avoiding it for three years and it finally got to me. Um, It took me out. It took me out. I was in bed for about two days and really it took me about seven days to test negative Uh, The rest of my family did not get it, uh, but my son did have this awful cough that we ended up having to take him to the ER for. Um, We had taken him to the ER back in October because he got a little gash on his forehead and he had to get stitches. And so I was hesitant in taking him to the ER for this cough, and I'll tell you why. We received a bill from the emergency room, and yes, we do have health insurance, It's not the greatest because both my husband and I are um, entrepreneurs. And so we we don't have the benefit of health benefits uh, from a company. So we pay for it ourselves. And so I get this bill from the ER and there's two bills. One is just for the ER services, which my insurance company covered. The other bill was for a visit and the actual procedure, the stitches for my son and I was confused. I'm like, why am I getting two bills? So I call the insurance company and the insurance company say, yes, they bill separately. I call the team health, which is the doctors that I guess work in the ER. It's their group. And, you know, I ask about the bill and they say, yeah, we bill you separately. And, you know, I was talking to the billing person. She, she agreed with me because I was like, who else am I going to the ER to see? Who else is going to stitch my son up at the ER? Why am I getting two bills? Why isn't the $1,800 bill that I was bill, that my insurance was billed for, for going to the ER, why doesn't that take care of the doctor's fee, right? And so it healthcare in the United States is such a damn scam. It really is a scam. And listen, I'm saying that from a point of privilege in that I have health insurance in that I can afford to pay this bill. Right. Um, but what about the people who don't and, and, and they're making it impossible. I mean, I can tell you, I pay an exorbitant amount of money each month for health insurance for a family of three who we don't really, you know, we go to the doctor once a year, uh, obviously with emergencies, like my son getting stitches, um, you know, that, that happened. But other than that, we really don't have any medical problems, right? Thank God. Um, so yeah, I was a little hesitant in taking my son to the ER because I'm now going to get yet another bill. Um, but so much has happened since we last met. Uh, There was the, and I've been dying to talk about this and I'm sorry, I'm just getting it to you. You know, it's probably old news by now. But uh, there was a standoff for the Speaker of the House, 15 rounds of votes. Uh, There were 20 members of the GOP who were holdouts, um, Republicans, Lauren Boebert and and Matt Matt Gates of Florida. Oh, boy. Um, 
you know, they eventually ended up voting for, for Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy eventually at the 15th round of voting finally, finally was named Speaker of the House. Um, at one point during the votes, and I was watching it because it was really like watching a re- reality show. Um, Kevin McCarthy walks to the back of the chamber and is trying to talk to Matt Gates and, and Lauren Boebert. They were seated next to each other trying to change their minds. At that point, other Republicans sort of gathered around Gates and there was this heated discussion and there was almost a fight. I mean, it was ghetto. It was ghetto. I'm looking at this like this is the house. This is the people's house. And this is how these Republicans and people in power who who like to tell us how to act, tell us what's civilized. This is how they were acting. Um, in order to become Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy had to offer um, some concessions. Um, some of those include, you know, making it easier to oust the Speaker, which I don't know why he would agree to that because he's the one, you know, in the hot seat. But um, there was also an agreement to institute a 72-hour window for members to read bills before they get a vote. I don't necessarily disagree with that. Um, they should be reading <laughs> before they get to a vote. We can tell from from last year that, you know, maybe some of them are not reading. Um, and then there was a pledge to vote on legislation to institute term limits for members of Congress, which we'll see how that goes. Um so, you know, I had a lot of people like, well, what is that role of the speaker? What, what does the speaker do in the House? One, I would hope by now you should know that. If not, please pick up the book for which we stand by Jeff Foster, who I had on my show last, last season. I'm going to call it seasons because um, it gives you a really good overview. Okay. But if you don't know and you're listening, the speaker is the presiding officer of the House. That's the person charged with several duties and responsibilities um, by law and by the House rules. And so as the presiding officer of the House, the speaker maintains order, it manages uh, proceedings, it governs the administration of the House business, right? So it's a very important role. It's also third in line to for the presidency. Um, and so this is why it was so interesting the number of votes it took to get a, a Speaker of the House. Um, you know, the drama of not electing someone had very real consequences. I mean, the House couldn't conduct business, including swearing in new members. So all of those people that were voted into the House could not be sworn in, could not vote. A vote couldn't be held until a Speaker was chosen. So we had a delay in conducting the people's business, um, for a good t- a good amount of time, right? Because without the speaker, lawmakers can't form committees. You can't advance legislation. You can't participate in intelligence briefings. Though, let's be real, some of these people I don't want in on intelligence briefings. Um, and so, you know, the 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 fifteen rounds of vote probably and likely foreshadows the chaos that we can expect during the next two years of a very divided government. Um, You know, the Republicans hold a very narrow majority. The Freedom Caucus, quote unquote, the MAGA people, uh, has shown their willingness to hold the rest of the GOP 
hostage basically to its demands and it's working. It's working. I want to be clear it is working because they got some of their concessions. Um, you know, but we'll see, we'll see how it, it plays off. Uh, you know, at one point, (laughs) because, you know, as if you couldn't show your racism enough, um, they nominated Byron, I think Donald's, he's a rep from Southwest Florida, a black man, um, describes himself as, and I'm quoting this, everything the fake news media says doesn't exist. A Trump supporting liberty, loving pro-life pro second amendment, black man. And they nominated this guy because Hakeem Jeffries, who is now the leader of the Democratic Party in the House, was getting 212 votes. He got, you know, his entire party voted for him. And so they wanted to, I guess, put black man against black man. I I don't know. Who knows with the GOP? Um, But Donald's was, uh, he's an interesting character. He was denied membership. I remember his name because of this story. He was denied membership in the Congressional Black Caucus um, and, you know, went on a media blitz claiming it was because of his conservative uh, views, right? The, (laughs) interestingly, the American Conservative Union gave him 100% rating during his previous term for his conservative voting record on a host of issues from immigration to labor Um, he's also one of the 147 Republicans in Congress who voted to overturn the 2020 presidential election results. He's also supported laws in Florida that are considered part of the voter suppression efforts. So, you know, all skin folk ain't kin folk. Isn't that the term, the phrase that's used, um, so yeah, he was he was just their their little tool. Obviously, he didn't get the votes. Um, you know, we'll we'll see how these concessions play out, uh, and we'll see what it means for the American people. In other House news, George Santos. So if you don't know who George Santos is now, he's a congressman um, out of the newly drawn New York district made up, literally made up his entire biography and lied about who he was to get elected, right? And now a lot of, even, uh, and to their credit, a lot of Republicans are are calling for him to resign because he's a fraud. He's a fraud, right? Um, however, he's refusing to resign. McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy, the now Speaker of the House, is seemingly backing him, said, He would not ask him to resign because he was elected by the people. Um, But he did say he wouldn't place him on any top committees. Um, And yes, he was elected, but he was elected because he's a fraud, because he lied. I mean, he lied about graduating from college. He, he, He claimed he worked for Goldman Sachs and Citigroup. He also told uh, the New York Post and the New York Post quoted him that he was Jewish Uh, during his campaign, he now claims he didn't say he was Jewish, that he was uh, Jew-ish. I don't even know what that means. Um, (laughs) But, you know, he's just, he's just a hot mess. And, and the Republicans, it's news has come out, by the way, that certain leading Republicans knew he was lying, knew that he was 
uh, a fraud and they allowed him to move forward. Doesn't surprise me. Really doesn't surprise me. It also does not surprise me that Kevin McCarthy named Marjorie Taylor Greene and Paul Gosar um, to the Homeland Security Committee. Um, that's a very important committee. It's a very important committee. The people on that committee are privy to intelligence briefings. And Marjorie Taylor Greene, God, Georgia, how, seriously, how, how did you elect her again? Um, but she was a 9-11 a denier. She said 9-11 was made up and it didn't happen. You know, just thousands of people died and, and planes crashed into buildings. But oh, it's, it really is a real life Game of Thrones happening in, in the house. Um, what else happened? President Biden is facing a DOJ investigation after his lawyers found classified documents at his uh, Delaware residence and in an office in, in D.C. Now, the DOJ has opened an investigation. Um, and listen, if President Biden was or is found to have done something that he should not have, um, you know, then he should face the consequences. I feel that of any leader. I do want to point out, though, you know who never kept any classified documents and who's not been found to have kept any classified documents? The former Secretary of State, Hillary Clinton, the most qualified person for the job of presidency, but we won't go there. I'll stop right there. Brazil uh, had an attempted coup. They basically... Um, <laughs> did the same thing that happened on January 6th here. They decided to to uh, protest their election and to install their own president by storming the Capitol. Um, it, it was not successful. It was not successful. What was interesting about Brazil's attempted coup was that Steve Bannon and Stephen Miller, um, those were former Trump advisors, repeated his claims or their claims of, of election fraud, um, claimed there was election fraud in Brazil and called on the current president um, to open an investigation. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's just sort of trickle down. <laughs> we talk about trickle down and say it doesn't work. Well, it works in this case, right? Um, and, and, you know, Bannon is, Bannon has his own podcast. He He's allowed to speak freely but what he's claiming is that these so-called freedom fighters um can just replace the president um, of brazil and he's still pushing that ideology here at home um it, it's just insane it's insane climate change is real we we saw a devastating flooding in, in california tornadoes through the southeast of the Asia, of of the nation, um, you know, praying for all those impacted. Watching the news was just devastating. Uh, gas stoves <laughs> became a thing. Um, apparently, there was a claim that Democrats are trying to ban your gas stove. It is untrue. Meanwhile, Republicans are trying to trying to eliminate your Social Security. Um, and create a debt ceiling. I mean, it's just insanity. And you know what? What what's crazy is that these little sound bites, 
And this narrative that the GOP puts forward and that Fox News spews just gets to the people they need it to get to who vote, who in, in turn vote for them, right? And it, it's fascinating to watch because it's almost as though you're watching some sort of fiction. Um, speaking of nonfiction, Prince Harry's uh, book came out. I did order it. I'm so there for, for all of what he's spilling. Listen, I'm from Trinidad. It's a former um, part of the Commonwealth. Um, and yes, the British enslaved my people on both sides and brought them to Trinidad. So, you know, my grandfather for a long time had a picture of the queen in his house. Um, we, we drink tea and, 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 you know, cheers to the queen. Um, but I despise the royal family and I've long been a Prince Harry fan. Um, I'm happy he wrote the book. I know some of you may disagree. Uh, so I'll read it and give you my review of it. Uh, it's called Spare, and I look forward to all the juicy details. What else happened in the last few weeks? Oh, Naomi Osaka announced her pregnancy. Um, she got a lot of flack for it. You know, people saying, oh, well, she's too young. But hello, she's young, She's but she's mature, and she can afford it. Why are we, why are we policing someone's uterus? I mean, you don't get to do it on either side, right? Um, in, in other news, the LAPD killed a 31-year-old teacher and father, Keenan Anderson, um, after he got into a traffic accident and actually called the LAPD to the accident scene. Um, he was tased. Apparently, he became scared, you know, because multiple officers were holding him down. He apparently ran and said, listen, they're trying to kill me, and they tased him about I think they said 35 seconds. One officer had an elbow on his neck. He was begging for help, um, you know, but the cops treated him like a criminal instead of an accident uh, victim. The LAPD is now claiming that Mr. Anderson's blood tests revealed um, cannabis and cocaine. And, you know, they're trying to claim that his death was because of those reasons. I don't care what was found in his system. I don't care. Even if he was escaping, you are trained as a police officer to detain a quote unquote suspect, which he actually wasn't. He was the victim of a traffic accident, right? So why are we just randomly killing people? And, and I, you know, this, this narrative of let's paint the black guy as the weed head or as a Coke dealer or whatever it is so that we can justify his murder is getting old. It really is getting old. Um, Keenan Anderson leaves behind a young child. He worked as an English teacher at the Digital Pioneers Academy and Majority Black School in, in Washington, D.C. He was visiting L.A. at the time. So it's not just Mr. Anderson's family who's devastated by this. Think about all the kids he teaches and who probably just love him as a teacher, right? Um it's scary. It's scary to know that as a black person, I can't even call the cops to a traffic accident. I mean, when is this shit going to stop? I'm sorry. Did I curse? I said I wasn't going to curse. I think this is my first episode where I'm cursing though. So hopefully you forgive me. Um, a six-year-old shot his teacher in Virginia. Why does a six-year-old have a gun? Why does a six-year-old have a loaded gun? You know, 
questions that need answers. Um, I don't think they've decided whether they are going to charge the family or not. I'm not sure of the law in Virginia uh, when it comes to that. But, you know, here we are with the gun problem that we keep talking about. And we keep giving our thoughts and prayers. And we keep being devastated by every time someone's killed. Um, But then we do nothing, right? We vote in these people who don't have our best interests at heart and and are just there for a power grab and and here we are so we'll just keep announcing it and talking it to it um so you know i'll end there just because that's really upsets me this season i am going to take a different route instead of talking of elections you know part of why i wanted to start this podcast was so that i could teach employees and small business owners how to advocate for themselves Um, Right now we're seeing January and February is usually a time where you see a lot of layoffs. I think Microsoft today announced they were terminating 10,000 people. I know Amazon is also in the process of terminating about the same, I think 10,000 people. Uh, And so part of what I do in my profession is assist um, employees negotiate their severance agreements if one is offered. and so I kind of want to talk to you about the pros and cons. We'll do that. We'll talk a little bit about discrimination law in the employment field and why it's dying. Uh, so we're going to get more into the legal uh, subjects this season and hopefully provide you with some tips on things that you just need to know just as a general civilian. So I'll see you in my next episode. I'll talk to you then. Please don't forget to subscribe. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend wherever you get your podcasts and tell a friend. You can also follow the podcast on our social media pages.